Good morning for the Met Radio Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCroxy, and debuting on the show, I've got actor Justin Berti. How you doing? Nice. Fantastic. Thank you, Donovan. Thank you. <laughs> I pronounced that name right, right? Berti. Yeah, just, some people can't roll the R's. It's no problem. It's it's the way I do my self-tape. Uh, excuse me, not self-tapes, but slate shot. Do you know slates? Hi, I'm Justin Berti. I live in Los Angeles, so forth and so on. I always say, hello, my name is Justin Berti. And yes, you've got to roll the R. <laughs> well, I'm sure now our listeners know. Did you want to, you know, tell us a little bit about how you got into the acting world? Oh, sure. Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. I was a sophomore in high school. I was uh, in a video production class. One of the requirements of that class is that you have to film the high school musical. And filming it means there's a camera stage right, camera stage left, and center stage. The director, our, you know, our teacher is center stage. I was on um, stage right, another student's on stage left. You just have to press record when the director tells you and sit down and enjoy the musical. The musical is Bye Bye Berti, Bye Bye Birdie, <laughs> Bye Bye Berti. Um, and I was just amazed the response of the audience every night, standing ovations, the laugh I was a very good baseball player and nobody went to the games. I went to Laguna Beach High School. Nobody went to these games. I'm like, you know, I I, I would love to have an audience. And I'm like, you know what? I, next year, I'm going to be on that stage no matter what. The director, uh, the teacher uh, of the, uh, the drama department, Mark Dressler, had been egging me on to become an actor since middle school. He was the, uh, you know, he's the theatrical director for the middle school in Laguna Beach and the high school, always asking me to join. Uh, I said, look, I've got to focus on baseball. And finally, junior year, I caught the acting bug, uh, starring in uh, You Can't Take It With You. And after that, it just, it, it never stopped. Mm -hmm. It exploded. And you got to travel and live other places. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. So I went to Columbia University, uh, where I played baseball and was very involved in the theatrical department there. Uh, freshman year, I quit baseball and said I was going to just uh, focus on acting. Because of that, I was part of Shakespeare, you know, a Shakespearean group there at Columbia. And then once I graduated Columbia, um, I decided to just full-time focus on acting. And the opportunity to teach English in Japan came up. So most people were like, okay, what does teaching English in Japan have to do with acting? Well, not much, but I didn't want to live in a one-bedroom apartment with my mom for the rest of my life in New York City. So I said, okay, maybe if I do this act, uh, this um, <clears throat> teaching job in Japan, I'll be able to save enough money for one year to move back to New York and get my own place. That was the goal. Now, acting was very important in getting that job because I'm teaching three year olds to five year olds every day at a preschool. You have to be very animated and childlike, you know, teaching this is red, this is blue, this is black, this is, you know, one, two, three, four. You're just going nuts as a kind of like a child performer. So they hired me uh, to teach for one year in Japan, uh, basically teaching three-year-olds to 60-year-olds every day. Every morning, went to uh, went to a preschool, taught three to five-year-olds, and then in the afternoon, private lessons for, you know, high schoolers or uh, businessmen. I did that for a year and a half, and I was told by my modeling agency in New York that I probably would do well modeling in Japan. So wow. I sent out my comp cards, headshots to all the agencies, went to Tokyo, 
introduced myself. And when I got that first job, being a background in a Japanese TV show as a jogger, from that moment on, it just never stopped. If you have a voice、uh, without an accent, I, have a, I, I do a lot of voiceover. I did announcing work for the MLB. For the World Baseball Classic, for K1. If you have a voice, the looks, a body, can dance, you're going to wipe the floor with any competition in Japan. So、mm. a one year visa turned into a 12 year stay. Wow. Wow. And you have it all, right? The body, the looks, everything,、yes. and the face for acting, right? Is that what you、yeah. need these days? Because I'm not that we're talking about looks here, because some listeners might think it's all about looks. Say I don't have a six pack or I'm not so active in. In the gym, can I still succeed in the in in the industry? Of course, of course. I see many submissions that I can't submit to. They're looking for gap teeth, freckles.、Uh, no, the, no models. You know, it's written. We don't want model likes. Dad bod. I can't. I can't apply to those. I don't have a father a dad bod. Um, and that's fine. That's fine. To, to each their own.、Uh, everything everything、um, changes over time.、Um, thank God I'm ethnically ambiguous. So I'm able to work a lot and usually get a lot of Latino father jobs. Okay. And then, no, to answer your、sorry. question, anyone can. It, it doesn't matter. You have talent. Can you memorize lines? Can you hit your marks? Do you have a great personality and easy to work with?、Uh, there is, there are jobs for you here. Right, right, right. So the answer, like you said, is yes. You can succeed no matter the physique. You can still、yeah. be an actor. Yep. All right, and then you come back. It doesn't, like you said, it doesn't stop. Doors kept opening. Talk more about that.、Uh, it, for Japan or here? For here, North, because you came back from Japan、okay. and you said doors continued to open. Oh, doors continued. Continue to open because once I arrived here, I realized something、um, that most actors in LA or New York don't understand. And that's because they've never been in a foreign country where the language is not their primary language, and that you have to wait for the phone to ring for an agent to call you and say, There's a possible Panasonic job next Wednesday. What's your schedule look like? If the agent doesn't call you, there's nothing going on in Japan. Because they have you know, complete control of the entertainment industry for foreigners there. There's no actors' access, casting networks, casting frontier in Japan. So when I moved here, I was astonished that there is a website that will have breakdowns of possible projects that you can submit to with a headshot and a demo reel. So I said to myself, and I said to my cousin Joel Berti, who lives here, I said, if you complain in LA or New York that your agent's not working for you, you're just a lazy actor because there's a website where you can do your own work. And I would submit. Every day, and that's where I booked、um, my first big role, which was on the TV show Submission on Showtime. Within five months, I, I was on a TV show on Showtime without a theatrical agent. Wow. I'm eight years into my stay here. I do not have a theatrical agent. Ladies and gentlemen, please, it's a myth. Yes, a theatrical agent would be able to get me into auditions for Mag Maverick Top Gun, Game of Thrones, Tulsa King, Yellowstone. Stone. These are all shows I want to be on. I understand that. But what I'm doing right now is I'm not 
crying and saying, why me? Why can't I get on those shows? I'm on seven Lifetime movies. Whether you think Lifetime movies are great or not, there's a fan base. So I'm in front of a lot of eyeballs. So it's up to you how hard you want to work. So I open the doors for myself. I have a phenomenal commercial agent agency called Driven Agency, who's helped me maintain my lifestyle here, meaning paying the rent with commercial work. Right, right. And talk more about commercial work, because there are actors and actresses that frown upon commercial work. Uh, Okay, Uh, I I still... So I would love to speak to these people and know why they frown upon it, because you see George Clooney doing Nespresso commercials, you'll see Brad Pitt doing this commercial, or, um, oh my God, what's her name? Jennifer Aniston. Thank you. Smart Water, Jennifer Aniston, Smart Water, Ed Helms, and different commercials. You see so many celebrities do it. And it upsets me because I have not made it. And, you know, I would love to be financially uh, secure and free like these people. But when George Clooney says, hey, for a day's work for Nespresso, we'll pay you $2 million, $3 million, who He's going to say, of course, because that's a new house or that's a college fund for his kids. It's just like within a, it's one day's work. I don't know why people frown upon it. Maybe they say it's not truly acting. And I hear that. I hear that from some of my fellow actors. And I always disagree. I said, it's it's kind of, uh, it's more difficult. You've got 30 seconds to 15 seconds to give half an arc of a character. Um, you're driving a, a, a car. Uh, I just recently did a Hyundai commercial. Driving a car, trying to impress my older father in the back. He doesn't pay attention. I have to show that I'm disappointed that he doesn't think this new car I bought is amazing. And at the end, he says, hey, son, impressive car. Got to show within two seconds like, oh, wow, I did make a difference by buying this Hyundai. I know you guys think it's crap. <laughs> I know it's fake. But try to ex- try to express that and then get paid $8,000 for it. So you... You can say all you want about commercial acting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It does pay, and it yeah. is a good atmosphere depending on what's set, right? And there's a lot yeah. you can learn, right, from oh, commercials? Of oh, of course. You can learn patience with a director that is, you know, when you say, mmm, this tastes good. Um, can you give us a little more on the, mmm, this tastes good? Not so much on the taste good. For an actor, these these are these are difficult directions when you have to do a take one, a take two, and they want something in between take one and two, and it's so subtle. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So we can learn a lot. Uh, other actors and actresses, again, nothing wrong with commercials. What do you call And like you said, you got to start somewhere and you got to keep knocking the pavement down, right? You got to keep working because there might yes. be, what do you say to those actors and actresses saying, well, I'm not getting my big breakthrough role and I've done it all. Yeah. What what do I what do I say to those actors? Yeah, I've done it all, but I'm not, well, that's me. So what do I say to myself? Is you're one audition away from stardom. I'm I'm literally one audition away from stardom. When I came eight years ago, I wouldn't be able to say that because I know you, it's not that you have to do pay your dues, but those those moments are very rare where you, boom you hit a a huge show just because someone wants to take a chance on a new talent. Submission on Showtime was an example of that. Um, what what is it called? The Niels Report. Do you, yes, do you remember that? the news report. Okay. Yes, on yeah. Apple. So the Niels report, submission was on the top 10. That's very rare for an exotic, uh, uh, excuse me, not exotic, an erotic 30-minute uh, TV show with six episodes on Showtime. But it, it had a lot of hubbub about it, and it was about to get a season two. 
that could have changed my life. The season two, the season two didn't didn't come through because of different um, uh, bosses. At Showtime changed, and you know some internal conflicts with uh, actors coming back uh, to set. But if we got a season two and had the same following, then you go, oh, okay, this is this is the competition for Fifty Shades of Grey. It, it's uh, more racy, and Justin Berti is the lead male in it. And now he's got a role in this movie and that movie. So what I say to someone is you're you're just one audition away from stardom if you've if you've paid your dues and you've done it all. Mm-hmm. But then to me, I wouldn't think there's no such thing as done at all, right? Because there's always gonna be something you yes. need to work at, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right, all right. Now, 2020, one, two, three. What projects have we been in? Because for the three years of the 2020s, I've gone by already. So yes. we've worked a lot. So what projects have you been in in those three years of the 2020s? What's, what's amazing, from 2020 until now, my whole, uh, from from my college years and earlier, people are like, God, you have that, you have that um, do, 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 soap opera look. You should be in soap operas. You know Hallmark movies? You should be in Hallmark movies. God, I see these Lifetime movies. You'd be great in Lifetime movies. Do you know the casting directors? Well, in 2020, yes, I did know the casting directors of Lifetime movies, and I did audition for them, but never got a role. Once I booked my first Lifetime movie in 2020, I have done seven since then. So in a three-year period of time, I've done seven Lifetime movies, uh, Driven to Kill, Deadly Cheers, Secret Society of Lies, Secrets in the Building, Secret Lives of Housewives, Haken in Montana, Vacation Home Nightmares. I think I got them all. Oh, but Justin, big... you're scaring me yeah. <laughs> with some of those titles. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. A lot of, lot of secrets going on in Lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was awesome. They gave me wonderful experience of uh, being the lead in a movie, carrying a movie, and having to play roles that, because most Lifetime movies have a bit of a twist at the end. So I had to always, I either I'm, I am the villain and have to play the nice guy that you think might be the villain, but also might not be, and then end up being the killer. Then I had to play the nice guy who you think is the killer, but is actually the nice guy. So that that's, that is absolutely entertaining for an actor to play those kind of roles. Then in 2020, during the pandemic, I started my first romantic comedy called Divorce Bait. That is the project I'm most proud of because I know I can handle comedy and I love to be in a project that allows me to do comedic scenes and also dramatic scenes. And that's what I was given uh, in this wonderful romantic comedy, which I think they don't make uh, that kind of movie anymore. But uh, the director, Patrick, was absolutely wonderful to work with. My co-star, Vanessa, such a good uh, actress and so funny. So... Uh, if you are listening to this and you haven't seen Divorce Bait, I believe it's free on Tubi. Please watch it. it I, I'm I'm guaranteeing a one laugh and at least smiling at the end. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, unfortunately, listeners, there will not be a Divorce Bait 2, right, Justin? You want to set yeah. that straight? Yes. I don't think there'll be a Divorce Bait 2. But hopefully I... more more projects with Patrick in the future. He, he was phenomenal to work with. All right, all right. So we're in 2024. What's in the works for 2024? And you and I were talking off interview. I see you as a detective, maybe guest starring on one of the FBI's or the CSI Vegas says. Well, 
hopefully my agency out of Austin, Texas called Acclaimed Talent will get me into um, one of those shows. I've told them that I want to work on The the Chosen. Uh, I don't know if if you know that show, The Chosen, about the life of Jesus. Um, yes. Very popular. I've had, I've auditioned twice for them. And I just, that show, when I watch it, I'm like, I meant to be in there either as a Roman, um, as one of the followers, as someone being uh, healed by Jesus. I just really want to be a part of that show. So I'm, I'm close to that one. I have a feeling that I will make it on that show. Speak um, it into existence. Say it again, yes, Justin. Yes. <laughs> I will be on The Chosen. I will be on The Chosen. Um, but right now, like after we get off of this interview, I have two auditions. One is for a Lifetime film. Uh, I I have a, a wonderful casting director, Sela Nova Casting. They, they allow me to audition. They've hired me. So... Uh, I'm looking forward to auditioning for that film and a, probably another one. I'm not sure if it's going to be a Tubi film or a Lifetime film, but I will be doing these auditions right after I get off of this because they're due tomorrow. But something that's in the works is a show called Paranormal Nobodies. We shot the pilot last year in Salem, Massachusetts. It's a TV show that is... Kind of like Stranger Things meets Ghostbusters meets Twilight. I play the father of the lead character. And just the just the pilot was incredible. Um, I, I think I could talk a little bit about it. As an actor, when you are given the pilot script and you go, the father is in a mental institute, you're like, oh my God, hallelujah, here we go. An interesting character. And that's, you know, I played a father who's in a mental institute, uh, falsely accused of doing something to the to the daughter, and it's just incredible. Uh, hopefully, that show gets picked up by somebody and we start shooting episodes. That would be incredible for 2024. Okay. Do you ever see yourself getting in producing or writing your own stories? I, I have ideas. Everyone says, yeah, you've got to write. you got to make it happen for yourself. I'm not that person. I, I don't know if it's because I'm lazy or just know the talent I have. Write it and I'll make it come alive for you. Even with, with crappy writing. Um, uh, no, no offense to the writers on Lifetime, but those writers know there is it's formulaic um, and you can get some cardboard performances out of Lifetime actors. And I believe I don't do that. And that has to do with the directors that I've worked with who allow me some freedom uh, in the words, the word choice, and the character portrayal. Um, so I don't see myself directing or producing. Um, I, th I think that's a very stressful job. I've, I've seen uh, people behind the camera and uh, I admire their, their struggle and their hard work. But like I said, Give me the lines and I'll make them come to life. Okay, okay, okay. Justin, what's your message? What do you want to, again, stress to other actors in 2024 now that the strike is over and we got what we wanted as actors and writers? What do you want to tell those two groups of people? Okay, um, my message is uh, be careful of the jobs out there. I recently got something for Facebook where they wanted me to do um, kind of a face scan. Just ask questions to the casting director. What do you mean face scan? Why do I have to do happy, sad, angry, neutral, saying the same paragraph? Uh, are you going to make a character out of this that's used in perpetuity and then I have no rights to it and it looks like me? Just ask questions. Also, don't stop submitting. Get your auditions in. 
as soon as you can, as soon as you can, because what I've realized from the from the minor projects, the minor projects, I'm I'm I am a FICOR actor. You can spit in my face. You can call me an asshole, do whatever you want. But I'm a FICOR actor who is very ambitious and does a lot of little projects. These little projects get a thousand people going for a $350 rate roll a day. Thousands. Uh, and I get the job. You, you, you've you, got to understand, you've got to send your auditions in quickly and you, you, you can't put in cardboard performances. So I know we always hear take a risk. What does that mean? I guess the risk is like, know the lines. Uh, that's kind of risky, putting in the time to know the lines. And and um, I'm not going to say do do the opposite of what other actors are going to do. I do this probably the same that most actors choose, but maybe I'm just more intense. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Submit, submit, and submit some more. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And other actors and actresses don't get up in his face and actually spit in real life because, you know, <laughs> some ass kicking, okay? <laughs> I'm not saying go up there and do that, but when you're doing the lines with him, yes, be in that, but make sure you are not in that character outside of the job. You know what I'm saying, yeah. Justin. Yep. Don't randomly yep. go up in his face and spit because yep. you will get charged with assault. Assault. Exactly. <laughs> all right. All right. Did you want to throw out your social media platforms? Sure. If you want to follow me, and what I use the most is Instagram. It's at Justin Berti. B E R T I. Um, I I I love having fans ask me any questions. I'm I love to help um new actors. I think I'm one of the best uh actors to ask how to start. What am I doing wrong? Because I don't know other actors that average over 200 auditions a year. And I've done that for the past five years. Okay. Okay. Do you have a message for the listeners listening Met Radio Toronto? What do you want to tell them? Um, 2024, probably going to be a year of chaos. Uh, keep your head on straight. Uh, enjoy the life that you have right now that you're able to take in fresh air and uh, believe in a higher power. That's my message. Okay. And just remind them the projects again to look out for you in. Oh, please. Please, if you could uh, look out for Divorce Bait. Um, the three Lifetime movies I would love you to see is Secret Lives of Housewives, Vacation Home Nightmares, Haken in Montana. And if you could see Paranormal Nobodies, if that ever comes to fruition, it's going to be a great show. All right. All right. Justin, I thank you so much for coming on the show and talking with me. Thank you, Donovan. I really appreciate you reaching out to me. All right. All right. For Met Radio. 1280 AM. I am Donovan LaCroixie. I would love to thank actor. You can throw out your name again. Justin Berti. Thank you. And thank you to the listeners for listening to this episode.